love it. Miss it. Never gets old. Never gets old, baby. I like the... Right here is where I get fired up. Bring it. Around third base. Send them. Or as Mike Batter would say, go. (laughs) That was go hard. Don't you love him? Yeah. Coach Mike ever not send anybody? Did he ever not tell the left fielder to throw? Home. If that ball was anywhere in the possession of the outfielder, as long as it wasn't released yet, they're going home. They're going home. And if it left, yeah, you got it, man. Here we are high atop the west side of Cherry Hill. Welcome back, everybody. Took a week off uh, for uh, vacation and some other things we were dealing with back and forth. Very hectic. A couple of weeks. So we, we did miss a show last uh, Monday. We had a golf outing. Congratulations, Bud, Coach Al, uh, Pat, Colin, and, and and Victor. And Victor. Newest uh, addition to the GFC golf team. Newest addition, seventh consecutive year. That Grimley Financial has uh, won the Boys and Girls Club of Camden County. They're a very great charity nationwide, but specifically we're doing the Camden County one. Uh, We've been working with them for many years, and uh, they have their annual golf outing over at the Legacy Club, formerly known as Woodcrest. And the course is in gorgeous condition, and uh, we had a great day. I think we were 13 under in a a four-person scramble, 13 or 15. Not too shabby. I'm blanking on the exact number. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was a great day. Yeah, and I think I want to go out of my way here. A special thanks to Coach Al, who uh, years ago, after we were challenged to put a team together, after I think we hit a 186, <laughs> 186 with your girlfriend Yvonne and somebody else, and we, so, we had a we had a, a, a not a great team that a, year. And, and somebody said to me, knowing how competitive you are, Chuck, and how you play to win and all that stuff. I'm shocked that you don't field a competitive golf team. And suffice to say, that's all they had to say to me, right? Yeah. And uh, we've won it seven years since. And it's a pretty good competition in there. Uh, so a special thanks to uh, Coach Al, who I tasked seven years ago to put together the team. We had Grimley players, Kevin and Jimmy, and yep. and, and now Chad, and now Colin. Yep. Uh, and... Uh, and of course, Pat, and uh, it's it's good good stuff. We have a lot of fun that day. Uh, get a lot of notoriety out of it. Just just good stuff. Now we have to listen uh, before we get started. We have to listen to something very interesting. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. Let me say that again. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. About that magic, all of a sudden we just heard Harden. Wow, what do you make of that, bud? Holy <laughs> Toledo, are the oh, wheels off the Sixers it is organization? All time low in the Sixers process era, oh, where brother. I think oh. the I think an argument could have been made. We've been always positive, outward looking. Not maybe not us personally, but the entire Sixers. You can make an argument for that. Now it just looks like overnight things just crumbled. I mean, I I don't follow the Sixers overly. Close, but I, I thought that Harden and Maury were very close. I thought they were like best buds. I don't know when that fell apart and how how Maury, as the leader of the organization, could have let it get that bad. It's one thing if a player, but as you know, on the other side, being an executive there, you can't let it get that bad. It's your job to maintain those relationships with those players and 
But this was shocking. I mean, Harden just, you, you don't hear this type of thing. He, and, and Harden even repeats himself twice that's, for emphasis. And that's that's just, adding insult. Yeah, that's just injury. twisting the dagger there. I mean, let oh, me repeat it man. so let me repeat I'm it. clear. Oh. Like, ooh, yeah, that's. Uh, right? Like most people that say something that obnoxious or insulting, they want to walk it back like almost immediately so you could feel that, right? The body language as well. You know, I, I probably could have said that better. No, in Harden this case, double double down, double down on it, which is so injurious. You you can't have him on the team automatically, right? And I don't oh, know yeah. how it works if he sits out. We don't pay him any things injury. And ends up being like Ben Simmons getting well, thirty million to to not the play. The problem or, is yeah. how how can you trade a guy now who right, is openly right. said I'm not playing? What value is there to put on James well, that's Harden? That's a great point. He kills. It's himself. greatly diminished. Um, assuming he just rule, will refuse to play at this point. And what then happens when Embiid is on a team not doing well and he wants out? Because Embiid... You really going to leave something for dad? Jesus well, Christ. How old is Joel Embiid now? I got five points. I just crossed out all five points because you took them all. You know, <laughs> in, I mean, it's this, it, it is a serious problem because Embiid's not 30. I don't what think... What is that on your, on, on your PC what? picture on top of your... Is that a, a puppy I see? It's Odin wearing a Halloween hat. Oh, my God. It's so adorable, Chad. <laughs> Macho Man baseball player has got a picture of Odin the puppy with a little Halloween hat <laughs> on. Oh, my God. All right, go ahead. Proceed. You're on a roll. All right, well, so Joel Embiid is 29 years old. He'll be 30 in March. That's, I mean, he's starting to get to the point where it's like, you got to win now. You got a couple more strong, good years left. You don't know how the body's going to age. Exactly. Go into those, into the mid-30s. That's, you know, four or five years away. You got to win now. You really do. You got a couple more peak and bead years left, probably. Yeah. He could easily request out. MacArthur's Park by Richard Harris, my all-time favorite song. Someone left the cake out. In the rain, and uh, I'm sorry about that, audience, uh, fans. But yeah, it's uh, it's ruined. Now, there's, we we should have scheduled Pete today as a guest, right? He, I know he would have yes an alternative spin on this. They're gonna get something for Harden. They're gonna get this. This is what you don't understand, and this gonna get that. I don't think so, Pete. Not, I I think the wheels are off, and I think we're into reconstruction. You agree? Is it reconstruction? The the um, uh, internally perhaps the Sixers won't uh, won't state that with having Embiid no, on the no, team. You want to sell and you know guys right. like Maxi and God, I even say his name. Right. The guy were maxed out for his twelve <laughs> points a game. What is it? Is it Tybees? Harris? Is it Harris? Tobias. Tobias, Tobias Harris. That guy. Beast. Chad, ever the basketball. Talk about <laughs> DNA, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, by the way, I, I really appreciate it. A handful of people that I've never met, I don't know who they are, uh, texting me what happened this week. We love your show. We look forward to it. And I finally, I want to get back to your point. Hold your point right there. I interrupted you, but I want to hear that point. Tabis. Tabis Harris. Don't don't (laughs) lose that. I finally ran into somebody, a stranger on the pool deck at Gardens Plaza that listens to the show. I was like, what? And they said, oh, yeah, speaking of sports, you know what I did, bud? I thought they were talking about another SOS. Right. I said, no, 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 this is, this is a local little show we do out of Cherry Hall. No, no, no. We, how do you find out? Oh, we found out from a guy who loves it, too. Didn't know anyway. But, yeah, I heard from some people that missed the show very much. 
had some very nice things to say about it. And it's always nice to hear that type of feedback. Back to Tabese Harris. Tabese Harris <laughs> went t-shirts for the that. The DNA of Chuck and Chad. Yeah. And uh, look, we should have sent a tweet out last week, too. We'll make sure to do that yes. moving forward if we're yes, skipping we a show. Have. We didn't um, really know. We thought we'd squeeze it yeah, in Tuesday. Yeah, we, we, can move, we can move on. And, yeah, yeah and we didn't know. Go all the details. Yep. But thanks for telling me we can move on. As yeah, I bring I mean, it up. yeah, with with full control of the show today, <laughs> the whiz kid. Well, you know, with, I'm glad I showed up. Don't <laughs> we go back upstairs? <laughs> I'm the captain of the ship. You now. are the captain of the ship. That's no doubt about it. <laughs> Tommy's um, loving this right now. Oh, congratulations to who? Well, to Joseph. Joseph, brother-in-law, my sister's husband, Joseph Cavanaugh, my son-in-law. Yep. The on, champ uh, of the Seafood Tower yeah, baseball we have tournament. Our little, our little football and baseball tournaments where my dad has seven victories. I have four. Our buddy Tommy has one. And just recently, a new king was crowned for our baseball tournament, which we end right now. Right. Actually, it's supposed to be our tournament for two weeks, but Joe right. won both halves. So there is yep. no tournament. It's over now. And he's one of the three rats. Joe is the new king in Baseballville. Congratulations, buddy. You earned it. And, uh, you know, he, at first he called it Tainit. Because I was not in it. Yeah. It's not tainted at all. He won both halves. So well earned. Hats off. And we will see you in football. And Just we a- won't send a text that we mentioned it so we can see if he listens to the show. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right, right. Well done. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, so the Sixers. So, Tabese uh, Harris is, is, I think he's gone, isn't he? I, uh, Didn't they get rid of Tabese? I have no idea. Yeah. So much. I don't know. You're going to be shocked when you bring up his stats, by the way. Before you bring up his stats, and I'm a non basketball guy, I'm going to tell you his lifetime. Shooting percentage from three well, Tobias Harris is 40%. Is, Tobias Harris is still on the six. That puts him in a very rare class, by the way. Look up Harris. Look up three-point shooting, and you can check playoff two. He's Okay, he shoots the three good at 37%. Really? The last look, year, he was 39%. Recently. Okay, how about the year before that? 37%. Damn. Give me one more. 39%. All right, go to playoff. Go to postseason. I'm going to produce a 40%. I would have bet my life Harris was 40% from three. Check playoff, because he does a drop down in playoff. I know that for a fact. You're not going to see 33 like Harden and all that stuff. He he maintains. 35 his, in the playoffs. Lifetime? 30, lifetime, 35. Okay, last three years? 37, 39, 37. Uh, you'll round up to 40 for me, you know, for dad's sake, right? But it's not there. I, I, man, I got that. And he, got he only scores 15 points a game. And he's, but he's steady. It's still 15 in the playoffs. Yeah, that's fine, but he's being paid like $45 million a year. Yeah, yeah, I think they knocked $37 million a year. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the fact that the wheels are officially off the Sixers. They are. There will be those that will submit that uh, Maury is going to resurrect this mess, have a conversation or dinner uh, with Harden at a uh, restaurant of his choice, five-star, of course, and all will be well, and uh, they will reconcile the matter and play through it. Is that an option? No, you don't. You don't come back from liar. taking someone's liar. shot at their integrity. Okay, Daryl Morey is a liar, and I'll never yeah. be a part of an organization oh, that wow. he's a part of. Okay, there's no reconciliation. Obviously, no. if Harden's playing, that means Harden's a liar. <laughs> Harden's down. And that, it's just. Yeah. There's no coming back from that statement. And Joel has already sent a text. He was just at the guy's house down there in uh, the Hamptons, Harris's house, 
the all white party, the you know, the white gear, the clothes they wear, you know, take that ridiculous. I love the picture from the Hamptons for a team that's choked every year in the playoffs the last five years. You know, here we are. It's hardly a month after the season. We're having a hell of a good time out here in the Hamptons. Yeah, we didn't get it done again. That's all I think when I see that picture. That's all I think. Yeah. How do you show a party pick when you disappointed everybody in Philadelphia? How do you show that, right? Well, I don't think they're true Philadelphia players. You know, you wouldn't well, see that. Well, Embiid Bri- should be. No, Embiid doesn't belong in Philly, in my opinion. Like he's, Embiid's not a Bryce Harper. Embiid's not a Jalen Hurts. He doesn't have that, doesn't like, have Philly. fight, I want to be here. It seems to me like he Embiid doesn't, doesn't want to be here. I don't think he's unhappy here. I just think he wants the money. Just collected a paycheck. And, like, to win. But, like, if you could give him a chance to win tomorrow, say, I don't know, in, like, Boston, Anywhere. he would take, take it, it in, a, in a heartbeat. Or, like, Miami. He would take it in a heartbeat. Unlike Harper, who came to Philly and really embraced Philly, right? Yeah. Kind of shocking. You, you thought Harper was Mets and Mets about the whole thing, take his contract, but never really yeah, want to possess ownership. Harper and Harper's is so, just been such a Philly guy. I mean, he said it last week, I wish I was drafted here. I mean, that just shows <sighs> just impact, impactful stuff to uh, – to win a fan base over. And it's really not just his words. It's, it's it's the little stuff he's doing. You see him hustling out there. He's wearing the cleats, running yep, around. Yep, All the little yep. stuff he can do. And obviously Jalen Hurts is the same same type of way out there. Hurts is, I think, a little more of a, so, a quiet competitor. But that's, I don't see that in Let's frame it this way. Harper gives fans a million different ways to identify with Harper, his passion, his enthusiasm, love and support. Embiid gives us nothing to identify with. True Grit, Philadelphia. Yeah, Love you. Just, just nah. and now as Harden's gone, a couple, I guess a month ago, I text out something and I, I got a question on it, like Embiid. The implication, uh, the, the, the inference was that Embiid and Harden were friends. And I was like, I don't think so. But anyway, the, you know, it's a disaster situation. I think there's more fans in Philly now behind the Flyers than hopeful for the Sixers. Is that a fair statement? Could be. It really Speaking could of be. Philly's fans, are they going to and segue into baseball? Enough of this basketball talk. Uh, are we going to give the fans credit for the Turner turnaround? I think the fans absolutely deserve the credit. That's amazing. It's, uh, whether it's a coincidence or it worked, the reality is that Trey Turner's been you know hot as hell. Over the past few weeks since that happened, or the yeah, past four, 10 days. 450 hot as hell uh, with extra base hits, the the trade turner that we had hoped for, or better than that player. Obviously, what he's doing is not sustainable. They give him an injection of fan confidence and a standing ovation, which was I did not like at first. And uh, whenever something works, I tend to like it pretty quickly and embrace it. Uh, and it has helped the team now. You run into a couple good arms, and Minnesota does bring pitching, if nothing else, and suddenly it looks like the same old Phillies. How big a problem is that? I had a tremendous problem with that. I still have a problem in the lineup. People say to me, why aren't you 100% back of the Phillies? There's a subconscious uh, objection that I'm, I'm, I'm sort of emitting about the fact that the lineup's not right and I don't like what they did at the trade deadline. Uh, and therefore, I think it's going to hurt them ultimately. Now, that doesn't mean I'm rooting for the Phillies to lose. Nothing close to that. Uh, but I am miffed 
uh, for lack of a better word, about the Phillies lineup construction, what it's costing them to run production. And I think you need to rehearse the lineup to get it right for postseason, which starts in just about a month and a half. Let's get the damn lineup right. And they don't do that. And it's for all the wrong reasons. I'm so tired of the rhetoric about Schwarber batting leadoff. You saw yesterday he left 150 men on base, you know. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, chime in on that, bud. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I, I've kind of feel uh, like I've beaten Schwarber to a pulp at this point about As being a leadoff guy. Yeah. Uh, just I, I, I like Kyle Schwarber a lot, I just not in the leadoff spot. It just doesn't – just – if you're going to have a guy with a similar batting average and a similar on base, it makes more sense to have a guy that's going to get a hit, you know, 28% of the time or 30% of the time than a guy who 18% of the time in Schwarber there. Yeah. It's just so many double plays, strikeouts, pop-ups. He's not he the problem with Schwarber is and I, there should be a stat on this about productive outs. Yeah. Uh, that's where Schwarber as a leadoff hitter would fail miserably. That's where he yeah, does right, fail miserably right, right, right. Uh, because he doesn't put the ball in play to move the runner over. Can't move a runner to strike strikeout. Yep. He just, yeah, you can't move a runner on a strikeout. He does not do productive outs, and you need a lot of that on, on a leadoff hitter, especially when you have guys at the bottom of the lineup who have been hot. That's where Marsh has that's been most point. of the time. That's the point. Uh, Marsh has been arguably the best MVP hitter on the team this year, and he hasn't doesn't play a lot. Uh, they don't, they don't like to always start him against those lefties, which yeah. is despite the fact that he continues to hit two eighty one three six seven four sixty eight two seven. What's that? Eight, what's that OPS? If like you're eight counting, twenty eight twenty seven eight twenty seven OPS plus anything over eight hundred. It's solid. Yeah. That's a very solid performance. Yeah, I had that prepared, didn't I? Right about right off right time. Yeah, and I think the lineup makes itself. Here's the lineup. This is pretty much a self fulfilling prophecy. Turner, Stott, Harp. Schwarber, he's way better lifetime career stats, way better. And then you can start to have fun at that point, but I'd go Casty, all right, bomb, maybe bomb Casty. You can make an argument there with your lefty-righty stuff, but that's becoming less relevant as... as uh, lefty-righty is one of the most infuriating thing that fans you know, attach yeah, themselves just, just to. Just complete, just Marsh, Marsh JT Rojas. That, yeah. That's, I think, an obvious lineup. And this kid Rojas so far is getting on base. I yeah, mean, and what he does he do defensively? Yeah, back to your lefty righty guy. Uh, he he could be a really good nine hitter. He really oh, can Rojas I with love his that speed. One. Guess what? He's young. Keep him there. And and if it, the starters have done okay, at one point they had the fifth best rotation since June. I love it. Yeah, we have and we have an extra day stats, of rest. Right? Yeah, uh, I mean the the reality is the Phillies are the third best record in the NL right now, tied with the Brewers, only behind the Braves and the Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah. Those are not two bad teams to be behind. No, um, the Phillies are sixty five and fifty four. In my opinion, with a more proper lineup, I think they're sixty-eight and fifty-one. You know, I think they're right about there. I don't think they're going to be a set. I don't think they're seventy-five where the Braves are at. Uh, we just what don't. did you just do? I think with the Phillies with a proper lineup right now, it'll be three games better than where they're at right now. Okay, sixty-eight. Where did that come from, genius? Where we had, where, what do you mean? I just well, did you look at it? it? Sounds like it sounds like a, a, it's some analytics at play. No, here. it's we, just simple. Okay, simple, just mental, right? Opinion. So you think if they had the correct lineup all year long, to my frustration, yes, it's only a plus three. I think it's three. That's a lot. 
It's oh, like, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's it could be four by the end of this five. That's an awful lot. It yeah. is. It is a lot. He's like McGuire in a basketball game. The no, guy says, there's, there's a minute 25 left. He goes, there's a turny left. There's a turny. Remember that? You know, it's, 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 it's not time. like a bad lineup's going to cost a team 20 games a year, but it could be 10. Do you think, yes or no, I'm going to put you right, I'm going to box you in as I uh, often do. Do you think Kyle Schwarber has cost the team five games defensively, yes or no? Mm, well... You got to say no because oh, war would right. tell you if he did. His D war would be would be probably over negative five if he did. Chad stops Papa right in his tracks with a D war stat. I mean, yeah. if you're comparing it to right. you're comparing it to a replacement player, right? Who would come in there and make those plays if right. if the replacement player? You're right. I surrender. I want to buy insurance and surrender early on this. I'm not going to prevail. Now he's. I didn't think you'd pull D. I will tell it. you, he's made. What a, What do you do? Did you call like all your buddies or something? You call Boa before the show and prep today. You're not usually this sharp. <laughs> yes, you are. I'm it's, just, a, it's a Monday morning. Yeah, I don't know. No, you're right. D. War would tell you that. Have a twenty uh, ounce Wawa coffee in front of me, so because I guess there's so many machinations that take place at offset. Yeah, now has really Schwarber made five? Oh, bone headed. Tur- one yesterday to start the game, he misses the ball. Disgusting plays in left field this uh, year. Yeah, he's made fifteen. Yeah, for sure. Those, but yeah. the, the reality is, a lot of them just don't cost a game. It feels don't like cost it. a game. It, it feels, feels like it because you're like you're it. watching, you know, high school caliber uh, yeah. d- defensive play. Actually, you're. You're, you, Kyle Schwarber is like like the he's a little better than the the guy who plays for Babe Ruth at, or at twelve years old. And you put him in right field and hope the ball doesn't go to him. <laughs> Except Schwarber's in left. He's a little Don't better than name that guy. Any names. Well, I that was Johnny me. Cuts. That was that was me at one point when I was ten. Ted, you were terrible. I was playing with ten, eleven, and twelve. Mom, Mom and I would say to Vina that the ball it, didn't get to it you. It was bad. I was saying some <laughs> prayers out there too. Yeah, I played right field, yep. and you just pray the ball didn't come to you. And yep. then he had these big lefty hitters. I think it was was it Nick Trivage. Gino, I was yelling I think, to the coach, switch, at, who was switch the right two fielder. years older than me, and just he would hit lasers. He lasers. was like a man, a man amongst boys Bob and at I that would age. Pray and, you didn't get hit in the head, and you turned beat red when you missed one. And I was like, yeah. okay, the kid will never catch. And next year, you're like defensive player was of the great. year. I was great. I matured Pretty. a lot over, and grew and a lot over that. You last, worked hard over that, you know, another year, and that's yeah. kind of where Kyle, Kyle Schwarber's at, but in left field. Yeah, it's atrocious. He's going to break the all-time. He needs ne- to get negative. to DH. He's, he's going to pass Lozinski. He's going to pass Pat Burrell. He's going to pass them all. He him. needs to get to DH. But let's move on from Schwarber and ask yeah. a really penetrating question. Here, you know what I put in quotes for Kyle Schwarber? If you want to sum up his contribution or his career or him as a player profile, here it is. You're going to like this. Three words. Odd big hit. You like it? He'll give you the odd Big hit. Yeah, and I'll hit it 460 Yes. Feet. Oh, he'll, he'll hit it five. I mean, I love watching his lasers. You can't count he does on him. He hit some. Right? He'll strike out when you really need him. Yep. But he will give you the odd big hit. Never know when it's coming. Yeah. Right? He'll just out of nowhere turn on a fastball right. and then miss that same pitch. Right. And our coach will say yeah. he instills so much fear in the opponent. We love that. And Schmidt last week, yeah, should have retired, what? Five years ago for broadcasting. Well, I'll tell you, he goes, is there really a debate in Philly about Kyle Schwarber about leadoff? Is there really a debate? You got to be kidding me. 
All right, Schmitty. Yeah, you know, I, just, I don't think tell you what, bud. Schmitz. Yeah, you, you, you know, a long time ago you lost the cerebral exhibition, which is, to me, amazing how a guy who's in the Hall of Fame, best third baseman, to ever think about that. Philly's got a position player that's the best ever. Yep. And if we're having beers with, with Schmidt tonight at Capitol Grill, he can't, yeah. he can't sustain a debate with either one of us true not to be i like to say modest but yeah for sure yeah, I, know I don't it doesn't sound modest but it's yeah, true it's hard to say yeah i get it because he's the best third baseman of all time and he can't come just, to that dinner i, th- I think it's, to win i think it's hard for schmidt to scale back schwarber's ability because he it's very easy to say i did this how can schwarber be so bad i think schmidt does, doesn't realize oh, maybe how great he was and realize it's so much harder to do that. Schwarber can't, he'll never, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. He just, it just seems like. It, I think what you're trying not to there. say, kindly Schmidt's full of shit. No, no, I'm saying Schmidt's so, said it, I'm actually. saying Schmidt's so good. I think he's having, he's, he's overestimating. Yeah. Underestimating the ability to hit the ball, which Kyle Schwarber proves he can't. If you look at Kyle Schwarber's stats on baseball savant and you look at his, his zones. Yeah. Getting Kyle Schwarber out is one of the easiest things you could ever do. All you got to do is throw him low and away. His yeah. average launch angle on low and away is two degrees, which means it's a, it's in the dirt. It's ground ball in the What's dirt. What's he basically. batting in that zone? Uh, batting average. Yeah, Let's I mean, see. if you take his overall batting average of one eighty, he's got it on that one seventy one. I wasn't too far away. Yeah. I'm recovering, aren't I? You know? And up and in, he's one forty three. I think a lot of teams, they like Kyle Schwarber. He's hitting two hundred or lower on anything low. He sits 136 on the inside low pitch. Yeah. Teams are silly to throw him anything. I, I mean, I you, called, pitchers have to be better. He's going to chase a lot, keep him low. and just, I called WIP on Friday, bud, and I had eight 140 stats on Schwarber. Ninth inning, leverage. Okay, lefties, haters. Uh, I mean, Josh. Okay, ninth inning, leading off. Okay, you should have heard this. And Joe wasn't there. That where was like, oh my god, Chuck, you just where where? Because that's unbelievable. Yeah. Everything I said was batting average of one thirty in those situations. I said, so there are four guys. Do you want them up when the game's on the line and the lineup rolls over and he's your batter? How could you possibly promote that? You, you know, can't. And you know what's scary? The low and in pitch, Schwarber whiffs. Almost eighty percent of the time, yeah. The low and in ball, not the low and in strike. Eighty percent of the time, yeah. So you're with me. Odd, big hit, right? Yeah. When you least expect it, odd, and it's big. It's a home run, and he has like four doubles. Do you ever see a ratio of thirty home runs? I'm going to guess he's got eleven doubles. I don't know what it is. If it's eleven, I should get the. The gold star of the day right on my forehead by my son, Wiz. How many doubles does he have? I'm going to say, th- I think it's 30 home runs and 11 doubles. But anyway, he doesn't produce doubles, which is why, and this is a water cooler stat for today. You ready? Where does Schwarber rank? 13. 13 doubles? Mm-hmm. Where does he rank on the team OPS? Now, uh, right, right away, you're going to think OPS home runs. He's going to be first or second. Know, sixth. Seventh. Yeah, seven. Not surprised. OPS. It's seven fifty. That's a terrible OPS. Yeah, yeah. There's not. There's, not, not, there's nothing special about a seven fifty OPS. No. You look at a team that's once you get to eight hundred, that is a fine OPS. Seven fifty is not yeah. terrible, by the yeah. way. It's 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 fine. It's probably average. 
maybe even a little better. But 800 OPS is where you really want to be. You look at a team like the Baltimore Orioles, they don't have one superstar hitter on that team, at least not yet. They have well, a bunch of young guys. That, but let's not have a Baltimore Orioles conversation. Well, you look at that lineup, they have five guys with OPS over 800 baseball. The, that I will take that over almost any lineup any day because you can't get five guys out that are that are stud hitters. You just don't get them out on a given basis. Too many guys it's that can a, hit. It's a talented lineup. You know, speaking of lineups and standings, if I may... Uh, Segue over to that. And, and, and there's another reason before we do that, before we leave lineup construction, which is annoying me to no end, as you can tell every podcast. Um, here's the problem, bud. If you can get Turner and Stott one and two, get these guys on base, because don't you just love Stott? And can he win a batting title some year? Absolutely odds on favorite. I don't know, I'm not sure Baum's not of that altogether. But anyway, if you could get Turner and Stott one and two, I want to give you a stat that's going to shock you. How about 44 stolen bases and two caught stolen? Yeah. 44 and two. Wow. Is that a setup to get the second 44 base? 44 and two. 44 wow. and two. I know what you do in that percentage is, and I know it's in the 90s. It's really okay? high, yeah. Yeah, maybe it's 97.5. You never know. But does that mean they could steal almost at will? You got a dodger catcher throwing out yeah. 19%. Okay. Keep running. You got catchers because of the rule changes are throwing out below 30% first time ever across the board. Okay. Our guy's down too compared to last year. So that means you almost have a steal at will scenario. And you're not going to put your 44 and two guys first and second. How powerful is that point, my man? Yeah. Chad's note for the record. Yeah, Chad's that's uh, almost breaking his neck, nodding his head. Yes, that's a big, big discrepancy. Forty-four and two. two, right? And we haven't used that yet this year, right? Run it, will get yeah. on and go. No catcher doesn't matter. And by the way, they're not stealing as much as they should when they do get on. That's the other thing I'm frustrated about. I, I listen. Make no bones about it. I'm unhappy with the manager. Uh, and everybody talks to me about that. They said, you're not really coming out and you're say, not saying that. And, but you got to give the guy a long play after last year. You can't be saying that in April, okay? You got to give the guy a chance. He doesn't manage a baseball game. Yeah, I'm, I'm not happy with Rob. Not that a lot do. You don't see a lot of hit and runs anymore and double steals and bunt and runs, run and bunts and, and all that, right? But he doesn't do any of it. He doesn't do any of it. I think we do have two suicide bunts this year. There you go. Uh, let, let's take a look at the rest of baseball. Are we in awe of the Braves? And we're going to use Pete's number, run differential of 193. I respect that, by the way, very much. 193, powerful number for the Braves, right? Braves are the best team in baseball. So you're going to compare them to Texas. It's plus 181, run diff. Yeah, I think Braves are better, though. Agreed. And then who are you taking third? Now, I got the numbers in front of me. You may, too, because you certainly came loaded for a bear today. I have no question. Baltimore. Yeah. And and they're, they're too balanced. They're yeah. so balanced, it's hard, so hard to stop. So you're, you're going to put aside Tampa Bay at one plus one. Tampa is a fraud. Fraud? Been saying that since their 20-game yeah. win, whatever it was, win streak. You were, have been saying that. Tampa, the they have guys that are performing at their career levels for one year, and that's great. 
it's not a sustainable trend. And uh, you're seeing Tampa fall hard. Yeah. Um, you know, you're really, you're of, really, really seeing it. It's, it's how about Arizona? Speaking of falling hard yeah, without a parachute. I know. Two and eight the last ten. Oh, I mean, no. Go back 30 games since we played bad. them. Since we bad. played them. Uh, now, in the National League, other than the Braves at 193, you know, the Dodgers, of course, are, you know, one, 136. Then, then you got the Cubs. Talk about sneaking up on teams. Bellinger having a comeback comeback year. Yeah. I mean, you talk about MVP. Holy Toledo. Uh, and you've got the Phillies at plus 33. You know, you don't look at the National League and you don't really fear anybody in there, right, except the Braves. And, you know, we beat them last year. Just the Braves, yeah. You know, Tampa, since April, I'll probably find a more compelling date. Yep. April 30th, they are... 48 and 43. Really? Five, ga- so, five so, games over 500. So you have to take out the first month of baseball. Yeah, five games over where, 500. Where they, where they lost like five times or something. Yeah. Right? yeah. Where they're like 23 and five or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. 48 about and 43. That. Well, that really puts them in perspective, doesn't it? Yep. How about that? Yep. Tampa, who is plus 131 run differential, is a 500 team. It's a little better. Yeah. A little better. That's, that's, that's compelling. So how do you see the National League shaping up? Run through it, okay? Well, I mean, we don't know exactly who the wild card's going to be, but you don't see plus 500 teams now in the hunt. You know? Well, the, the teams are dropping. The Cincinnati proved they were a fraud. Too young, right? Arizona looked real good. Bye. See, they're gone, right? There's no, there, I mean, there's no doubt you're going to see a situation where Braves are going to win it. I think the Brewers are, will hold on. Yeah, because the they got that pitcher back this weekend. Yeah, the Cubs Boy, could sneak in, but... Yeah, that's that's to be determined. Uh, the wild card should should be San Fran, the Phillies, the Giants, and I think the third spot is Cubs. pretty open right now. Yeah, I think I think it will be the Cubs. Yeah, I agree. Um, the Reds it, it seems a little tricky for them. You really got to start playing good baseball right now, and it's not a time to be struggling. So I think that's gonna be hard for Arizona to bounce back from there if they slip too much further. They're two and a half back right now. The teams that are wasting their Teams that's uh, I guess the time waste was the Padres five and a half back. Talk about an embarrassment. We hit them pretty hard before. Yeah, Reds they got to get hot. They got the obviously De La Cruz, Votto back. All dropping, all dropping. Yeah, they. I mean they're still right there. They're they're half a game back, so they could sneak in. And the Marlins, you know, with their three seventy hitter now, Rez or Reyes, three sixty three as of today. Yeah, if he's if he can yeah. you know hold up, that team can can score runs because they have. A guy who can get two, three hits a night. You want to see something bad? Take a look at the Marlins last twenty games. Yeah, yeah, they're struggling too. Three and seventeen or something like that. Yeah, I I think the uh, the Braves uh, are certainly in a class by themselves. I wouldn't say that about the Dodgers, although I do fear the Dodgers. Um, But I think the Phillies once again can get to the World Series. I, I for sure make the post, and at that point. They have a hell of a lineup. I think the Phillies... If it's staying hot now against... We're a lock to make the postseason at this point, in my yeah. opinion. It would be a really bad collapse. If the fans would be outraged if we didn't, especially with our six-man six man rotation now. But... About these Mets losing by three touchdowns the other day. <laughs> that, that must have been fun in New York, huh? Yeah. That's, <laughs> what an embarrassment. I think the... Braves scored what eight runs in the ninth inning just for left, just to pile on. I mean, the Mets left the pitcher out there. The step, uh, the pitching line was one inning pitch, like 11, <laughs> 11 hits, nine runs. 
you know, at that point, you just say the hell with it. Or maybe it was probably a position player. I, I don't remember the name. More than likely, it was a position player. At the, that point. the Mets lost 7 nothing on Friday. Yeah. 21-3 to on Saturday. And then 6 to nothing on Saturday night. That's brutal. That's pretty bad. Uh, yeah. Imagine Cohen showed up for work today, and he's, he's got an executive meeting first thing Monday. And they're like, yeah, well, yeah, we invested $350 million. How did we do this weekend? You know, for yeah, the beautiful for the guy on the executive team that's not a baseball fan, <laughs> unknowingly says to Cohen, "Hey, how do we do this weekend?" Cohen's got to say, "We lost run differential by forty five runs." Yeah. Hey, you know, it seems like you're making that up. That's not true. Yeah, right? and the problem with true. the problem with baseball is it gets silly. The Mets brought in Danny Mendick to pitch who's 29 years old. He's a shortstop. Right, right. And they just let the guy get absolutely destroyed. Yeah, 1.1 innings, baseball. eight hits, eight runs. Yeah, bad for if baseball. we're going to start doing this BS, just bring on a 10-run rule or something after seven. I mean, how many games actually come back at that point? Save the arms, save the embarrassment, save the injuries, save it. No one wants to watch that. Yeah. Let's just yeah. get rid of it. Slow-pitch softball game. Yeah. They need to address that. And for the stats. Sure. I mean, Albies has three for six with six RBIs. I mean, eight runs in the ninth inning, 22 hits in total. That's just insane. You want to have fun if you've got the Atlanta team stats in front of you? Uh, or the lineup, the box score will give you the same thing. Take a look at slug. And keep in mind before you do that, that our highest slug, I just mentioned it, is Marsh at 460. Take, or 468. Take a look at the... Braves slugging and round up a little bit when you're slightly below 500. Take a look at like 494s, make them five. Yeah, the Braves have a 620 guy, right? 570, 540, 520, 510, and then a couple in the high fours. Right. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. How about that compared to the Phillies lineup? And you think we have a pretty good lineup, and and we do. We're above the average in Major League Baseball. We're up to 4.6 two runs per game, the season high, uh, and anywhere near a five-run per game offense is a very good, let's say, elite Yeah, the the problem with the Braves, though, is that they have Acuna back this year. Fully healthy. Yeah. Just absolutely best player in baseball outside of Otani. Albie's going nuts, okay? The the kid they picked up for first base is playing as good as Freeman, Olsen, home run-wise. Yeah. He had a shortstop that's supposed to be batting 220 lifetime, batting 300. How about that plus? The rookie Harris that played last year, isn't he batting 300 again? After batting 220, if you take a look at Harris, he bats ninth, by the way. He's 22. I mean, and he picked up a kid from Kansas City, uh, Mickey Lopez. Nicky Lopez had five hits the other day. Um not a great player, very good defensive player, uh, but he had one year where his war was 4.8, something like that, yep. Tw- in 21. Good Lord, if he returns to form, and, I mean, and you get weak. You don't get weak. And Max Max Fried or Freed, Freed is back now. Yeah, yeah. At yeah. 29 years old with his career 306 ERA. Yeah. I mean, the fact that and maybe the second best, Cy Young last best year. Best strikeout pitcher in baseball. And Strider, right? And, and you got Morton's having a good year. Um, and they got that up the third guy. So, so they, they're really, really, you gotta, really You got to hope to get him to the bullpen, you know? And yeah, that's, Good luck in the postseason, yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah, we kind of said that last year, although this year's lineup. Yeah, but Acuna last year. Yeah, you're right. You're he, right. You're he right. was con- it was just the whole year. I think he yep. was trying to get really get healthy, and this year he's back to his his form. Yeah, as we saw Acuna Hustling two three years too. ago. Unlike his yeah, every compares. every hits a double. If he doesn't, if it's not a double, he just steals the base. The Charlie Kellogg of of Major League Baseball. We played against Charlie Kellogg in slow pitch softball. About six six. 220 and a track star. And if you didn't come up fired in the outfield, Chad, 60 foot bases, Charlie was on second. There was no way to play him for power. Okay. And Sam was the best at it. And he had Baines and Wickstead and, and, uh, Ralph Sims and Leon Harris. Wow. What an outfield. Holy Toledo. Those four guys, man, nothing dropped. It was like your tri County outfield. Remember your tri County outfield? Who was out there? Your center fielder was uh, Johnny Clark. Johnny Clark, Colin, no, yourself, and Josh. Josh Boyce. Yeah, that was a track. It was a four forty. We, we had a fast lineup. Yeah, Josh Boyce is an anchor on anybody's four forty relay. Yeah, he team. could really run. Okay, the the shortest triple I ever saw in my life: a flare in back of first, drop fair, yeah, it did kicked foul to the fence. I'm coaching third, and I'm telling Josh to stand up. Yep, stand up triple. <laughs> Against guys up. all playing college baseball. A ball that traveled 120 feet. 120 feet, and it's a stand up triple. And I said to him when he got there, how the hell did you get here this quick? Oh, could that man run? Oh, Toledo, could that I, I love coaching him. Josh Bush, I, that's a whole separate podcast. Remember, I said when you'd put down a, a good bunt and you'd be safe at first, and I turned to Josh, I got to get you to do that. He just never really embraced that he wanted to bunt that much because he could hit. He could really hit, but boy, the wheels he had, man. So uh, who comes out of National League? Who comes out of the American League? We're close enough to talk about that. Let's uh, let's project here. Well, a I think bit. the Braves make the World Series. Okay, and who are they going to play? That's a tough one. Ooh, yeah, That's that that one. is tricky. Um, let me take a quick look. I'm sure. I, I know you're not going to say Texas. You're not going to say Texas. I, I feel just, it. I have a bad feeling about Texas. I don't so know do why. I. So do I. I uh, I could really. See the Orioles. If it's not the Orioles, I really like oh, the Astros. Sleep on the Astros. That was my second pick, the Astros. the Astros. And that's just because I don't want to pick the Astros to go return again. Yeah. But I, I really hope it's the Orioles. They're a fun team. Really fun team to watch. They are a fun team to watch. And, man, are they young. And what we forgot to mention with the Braves, and we, we did mention it when we did a little review of the Braves uh, about a month ago, but – Everybody signed through 2028 yep. or 30. Yep. Everybody, yep. everybody yep. signed. It's exactly. ridiculous. Just think the success you're seeing today, you could damn there say, we're going to have next season. I mean, you said it last and, year. And the the Braves year. are going to be good for about five to 10 yeah, years. I said that. Pending anything major, injuries or stuff like that. I mean, they're just loaded. And do they still team. have the other kid that was batting 378 last year and he sent back to the minors? Uh, Grissom, he was struggling early this year. Yeah, was he a trade chip? You know, I'm not for sure. Lopez, I'm not sure. Could have been, uh, but I mean, they're not they're not loaded in the minor leagues. They don't have a lot of top 100. Uh, it's because uh, they're all starting now. They're for all starting. They're, they're all team. starting right now, you know. But uh, okay, so it's going to be Braves, Houston. Did I hear you say I that? I said Braves, Baltimore. Braves, Baltimore. It was a very uh, probably not 
common pick with Baltimore. They are a young team. It's hard to get in the postseason and shine like that with no experience. But if there's a young group of guys that can do it in baseball right now, I do think Baltimore is that. So if I say Philly, Texas, you'd be shocked, huh? Oof, that would be shocking. Yeah, Philly, Texas. Yeah. The the appeal of Texas in the World Series just yeah, right? doesn't. Four fans. Yeah. I Speaking don't know. of fans, how about the comeback this year with the rule changes and a fan, the viewing audience, TV ratings. Yep. If if I told you the Phillies were going to average 40,000 fans this year, would you tell, I, I predicted 35. You remember that? Yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised. Philly's a very loyal fan base with Harper Turner there coming in. That's going to draw some people. Any night, you got a couple superstars out there. Yeah, that's going to bring people in. I, I think everybody attached to the World Series fever. That and passion. Oh, yeah, that as well. They want they want more of that. It was it really was Bedlam at the Bank. There's no doubt about it. It, yeah. it was Bedlam at the Bank. And the Phillies are a fun, a fun team to watch. they got some young guys in Stott and Bohm. You know, Marsh having a really yeah. just terrific yeah. season. And, I was and, dead and wrong Schwarber on that. Clubhouse-wise, I thought. he's the best interview going. I love when Schwarber's interviewed, to be fair. Yeah, he'd be a fun announcer one uh, day. Yeah, he's he just a be. fun guy. Maybe I, not I, like I, a full-time announcer because right. you, you don't want him to overdo himself He's so because he's fun to listen when, to. When he missed, you didn't see it. When he missed the routine ball to start yesterday's game, did you see it down the left field line? No. I felt, you know what I felt, but I felt sad. He, he it's, it's a catch I can make with no legs. He goes over foul territory, reaches up for it, and it's right there, and of course, it ends up being a debacle. And they showed the look on his face, and he was just so, you know, like, damn it, and I got to make that play because he, but you talk about a guy that gives you 110% all the time, you know, like Soto. <clears throat> uh, Do you realize Soto's power is back now? Give me the numbers. Give me the slash line. Go ahead. Soto hitting 270. 407 on base, yeah. 507 slug for a 915 OPS. Okay. Do you want him? Absolutely. Uh, I want we're not Soto. Go there again. We did this. Absolutely. We did this, right? T- take and he hit a triple the other day. At f- okay. Well, we're going to move on this. We've, we've already tortured our, our listening audience a few times with. We got into the weeds on Schwarber like we promised we wouldn't do it. I think we spent 12 minutes That's on fine. Schwarber. I'll, I'll just say this then, the close Soto. Last 28 days, six eleven slug. Do you want him? You yes. want him walking around the bases? Yes, I want Soto, whatever he's doing, to have a 990 or But you're the OPS first person the last 30 to admit days. he would never fit in the culture. Harper would change him. Harper, Schwarber, Turner would change him. Believe that, it. That's a fair pushback. I'll hear I that. I believe it. Yeah, you know, my mom used to say, you know, a leopard never changes their spots or stripes or whatever leopards have. I don't know. I never worked for the zoo. <laughs> um, what the hell? I had a great question for you. Oh, what's what's worse right now? Just evaluate the the total passion factor for the Phillies, the mantra, the buzz, the enthusiasm. It's all there. I want you to give that on a zero to ten, ten high. I want you to give that a score. Yeah, let's not throw tens around too loosely, please. What is their score? Philly's fever factor. Hey, I like that. Philly's fever factor is a a seven and a half. Seven and a half. Maybe an eight. It's not playoff time yet. I mean, but no, this season, embracing the team, forty thousand fans, seven, eight. You didn't think about my question. You just, you just. Well, I'm just thinking you, about you, you, I how I see you're looking. I your see watch. the fans. Why show, do you wear a watch? Don't you know what time it is? The fans show up, but it's. it's I'm talking about like the playoff atmosphere in terms of hypeness. Uh, and, okay, to, to, 
to underscore where I'm trying to go with this, can we give him a nine? Sure. What's the Sixers right oh, now? Passion score. Zero. Organization. It's negative. It could be negative. It is negative. It's on a negative eight and a half. What, what if you bought tickets two years ago? Harden comes to town. It looks like you've got the team. Yep. And Bede's healthy. Ticket prices skyrocket every year. And you buy, you have a family of five, they're all basketball enthusiasts, and you buy a five-ticket yeah. half-game plan. You just laid out yeah, 65000 yeah. and this is who you're watching. Now, you know, you probably market those tickets. I know there's demand stuff you like move, that. You move. Watch how city. quick their fan attendance and everything else support. Watch that wing. First of all, nobody calls it sports radio. Yeah, the Sixers have about 24 hours to keep this situation from just spiraling out of control. And they're not going to do it. It's a, What does Maury do? I don't know. That's a really good question for a... They're going to need a lot of PR for him on this. I mean, you got to address the comments. you got to go out there and say, clearly James doesn't like me. You know, without saying it like that, we're here to try to make the organization better, do whatever we can, and you know, just try to win. Well, At the end of the day, we want to win. But just nothing will be... Nothing will speak volumes about... They have to say something sooner rather than later. To diffuse it, don't you have to address the alleged lies? You probably did. Yeah, you probably do. And so, you know what? But, and then just you know, pushing the, the knife deeper. And for how it's Harden like, it's feels. It's not like Harden to be like that. No, I mean, Harden isn't Lazy, saying I don't like it. Yes. But, but, you know. This is really, it's really bad what Harden did. Because if, if Maury's going to want to personally defend himself, I mean, I don't know if could be talking about defamation for Maury here. Not right. legally could it right. stand up. But he yeah. is defaming Maury, saying right. he's a huge liar. He'll never yeah. play there, for the organization. There's certainly an air of that, and there's an intent to do that. Yeah, I mean, if I were Maury personally, I'd absolutely want to defend myself. But the Sixers may say, look, we don't Set need you this. to get into a battle here right. and start fighting publicly all we need is a public is a brawl <laughs> we need to get harden off this team and then maybe address the comments a little more deliberately so what happens is and it's probably good for payroll is does he have some marketability and i think the answer to that is yes he definitely, so they he definitely end up does moving him for a player that we get back that we're not all that unhappy with and maybe a draft pick you know I'm a not two sure. three and a decent player averaging 18, I, something I, like that. I don't know. It really depends. I right. mean, I don't know how much the GMs but are tanking gone, Harden's value. Gone are the days where Embiid and Harden are going to be a tandem. Oh, yeah, that's that's Harden made sure of that. Unless the Maury goes. What if Maury got fired? And am I able to say gone are any expectations or aspirations for a Sixers championship in anywhere around the near future? Yes. Gone. Shot process sad, dead process was dead, but now it's extra, can we let extra the, dead. Can we collectively let the air out officially of the process balloon on three? <laughs> One, two, three. How do you, how do you let the air out? Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's gone. It's shot. <laughs> that was pretty good. We should have added the show on that. That would have been a great, great exit. We can go right into rants, probably. Go to rant. Not go any any bad. Lead off as always, and you're a hell of a lead off, uh, right? Damn, you bad at lead off for South Jersey Elite, Colin too, right? That was, yeah, that was pretty man. potent. You and Kyle. 
We had a very good run. Yeah, yeah. very good yeah, run. Chance of like you know, Chase Utley made a few <laughs> words. Yeah, we had a good run. He shrugged his shoulders. Like, we did have a good run. Dad, we won don't, a lot don't of get all don't get all daddy goggles on me. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I got a little carried rant away. and rave. I mean, I I just gotta. My rant will be everything we said about the Sixers. Talk about news that no one was expecting to wake up to. That's that's all I got. Rant on the Sixers. Everything we said before, just total joke. Very embarrassing. Regarding expectations, everything. Harden, the right? Maury, the way it happened, the fact that Maury didn't reel it in earlier. Try to Maury had to know some of this was coming. Not, maybe not today's statements, but the tensions are that bad. As a leader, you have to just you got to meet, you got to resolve it. Got it. And uh, yeah, good luck trading well, for Harden now. I'm gonna I'm gonna rave and then slide the rant quickly. Promise you that's when I'm gonna rave over our media PA. Uh, Headed to Williamsport, yes. PA, coached by Tom Bradley, Little League uh, team. Congratulations, guys. A huge walk-off home run. Was that ever sweet? Yes. Uh, I wish we could show that, but of course we can't. But um, harken back to the days of Cherry Hill National, having teams in the 50s with Tommy Trotman and the boys. Uh, I could name most of the roster, but I won't. Going to Williamsport and uh, and competing well, you know, and what an honor and how hard it is to get there. So uh, we're all going to get behind Media PA, and uh, you never know. They they got some really talented pitchers on that team, as everybody does. It makes it to Williamsport that neutralize each other. My rant's going to be on the Phillies' occupation with umpires. The, the guy yesterday was not good. Did he stink? Uh, I don't know about that. But I love when when uh, John Cruck uses the word "suck" in his commentary in a professional uh, uh, media booth. Yeah, really. Yeah, John. Very polished. He. I'll tell you what. I'm not going to get started. That's a rant for another day. But uh, just John, just give retirement yeah, some he, thought, John. Announcing is not not where he belongs. No, if you don't enjoy the game and the unbelievable job, the gift job you've got. Imagine you, you and I head over to the ballpark. I wish. God. Three o'clockers. When the right? Phillies used to let you announce the oh games, they got rid of it. I must have been 10, 11, 12 years old. You could go over to the games, yeah. pay for it, and announce a half inning. No, no, no. We won that at a charity. No, no, no. About. Not in the booth. I'm talking. Oh, like, oh yeah, in the, yeah. Outside in the, the circle. Yeah, and the where the concession stands. Yeah. You could announce a game for would, a half you, inning. You, you would mark you And they that. gave you the C D after the play. They, they, they it did. was the best thing Phillies, I think, ever did for fan That's entertainment. A great point. You and they like got that. you were watching the game live and were announcing it with professional gear and on. You and Mark were a team. Yeah, we did it a couple of times. It was the most fun thing. And the Phillies got rid of that, and I God, I wish they would bring that back. Just right. it's so cool to sit and there from a charity, and announce that we got you a Denny with Anderson and somebody else. With, it was with uh, Scott Bransky in L.A. And you were For, yeah. you were on the air. You you were up in the booth. They was sat right next to him. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that, that was, was really cool. cool. But anyway, the point we make <clears throat> is what a glorious position that is. Okay. Yep. And instead of just embracing every moment. Instead of just being at the top of his game and try to be illuminating, okay? How about when they turned to him in the post-game show with the one guy I can't with the glasses? Okay, you wonder why I get edgy about the Phillies, okay? You can watch that guy. And he goes back to Kruk, and John can't get his sentence started. Kruk has no affect. And he gives you that. No uh, no uh, affect. They... 
pity. I've told you before, John. Get it. What the, what the f are you doing, John? It doesn't belong in the booth. Oh, it's it's just anyway. And yesterday when he said suck, I said to Marion, I I can't. I gotta. It's I a shame too because the radio crew is so good. Yeah, they're great. I mean, I don't think anything will ever beat Fransky in L.A. No, I nice. love when L.A. is on. I always and listen to the games when I'm driving. He's red L.A. is just the perfect backup to Fransky there. Agreed. Agreed. And then you have the other guys trying to trying to replace L.A. It just doesn't work. The just, it's so hard that to McCarthy do that. McCarthy was champion yesterday with the alumni guys. Chad, I had the chills, buddy. They didn't know what to talk about. Yeah. They were talking about food. And you can see Boa going, like, aren't we going to talk about it? It was almost as bad as Rose last year who did get it. How about the all-time Phillies non-invited back outfield? Dykstra? Okay. Uh, Rose? And uh, the kid that played right field. Um, they compare with the Brayu, best right fielder, which is a joke. Went to the Nats. Jason Claude Worth? Worth. Worth, Rose, Dykstra. How's that for not invited back outfield? Yeah, I think there's off-the-field reasons for Rose. Yeah, I know that. I don't know that's about Dykstra. Or, I don't know about Worth. Uh, Jason Worth, I, didn't, I haven't heard uh, anything. I was just having fun. Uh, that's that's a pretty good outfield to yeah. invite it back. It is. Gee, thanks for playing along. I, I supported your props. I just didn't know. I yeah, See, yeah. I'm not up to date yeah. with what actually happened. I got it. But anyway, yeah, the umpiring wasn't great. But would you tell Alex Baum that the plate matters not where the catcher catches the ball. Can we bring a quick replay up so you can narrate what happened on that pitch? Yeah, I mean, if you look at the replay, you see where the ball ends up clearly is out of the zone a little bit. Ball. It's a ball. But it's very hard. That ball is is sweeping across the plate so much that we don't have a bird's eye view like right on top of the plate, but just from watching it from just the replay – you're talking milliseconds before that ball is caught by the catcher. It looks like it's crossing the zone. zone. So no. there's no doubt it crossed the zone. It's just was it five feet out from the plate, three feet out from the plate, or was it nine inches out from sorry out from the catcher's glove? And it looks like it's really crossing that plate as it's coming over. And um, I obviously call didn't that, up there. I call that three-quarter strike, one-quarter ball. The quarter being where they caught it. Three quarters is where it crosses the plate. Yeah, I mean, uh, on a sweeper, it's going to cross the plate. This has happened before when uh, when Schwarber's argued on some low and outside balls that crossed the plate as a strike. It's seventeen by seventeen. If they ever go to an electronic eye, and they are, that entire plate dimension will be hot. And if you cross it at all, it will be a strike. Agreed. I'm not sure. I'd have to ask. Well, I think so. I just if like, I throw a ball over the plate, you're not going to give me a strike. Yeah, but isn't that what the ball, what the radar thing is doing now? And it showed the ball a couple inches off. But I agree. When you watch the replay to the eye, it really looks like it's crossing the plate. Oh, so I think the radar now is getting it where it's maybe at the very end. But there is a very fair point. What about where it starts? What if it starts over the plate? By the end, it's not. Is it from the middle? Do they average it out? I don't know how that works. If you get a minute, if you can freeze the picture of that at bat at where the most outer part of the pitch is, the ball, if you can freeze that and send it to me, I'm going to send it to some people, you'll see a pitch dead red middle. It's over the middle of the plate at that point. Right, but I'm saying we need to be like on top of that like a bird to really see you'll tell. that it, view. It, it, it sweeps harshly. Anyway, just tell the Phillies players to... to let the coach get thrown out. You stay in the game because wins do matter. 
because who knows? We could we could miss an advantage by a game or two at the end, right? With seedings, you never know. Maybe Bohm knew it was better to get him tossed to have an actual defender come in there who can uh, make field a ground ball. <laughs> you are really sharp today. <laughs> get that out. Said, let me let me get some <laughs> actual fielders in here who can field a ground ball. Or he wanted to get to the Magianas for dinner on time, right? Magianas is a great restaurant. A great restaurant. How about the Shore restaurants? That's a podcast for another oh, day. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. The uh, shore when you're down in Ocean City and you get a shower and you head over to those restaurants in Margate, we're talking about tomatoes, Stephen Cookies, and uh, Sophia's. Johnny's, Johnny's Cafe is incredible. There's so many good ones. I'll tell you, the, the Margate Strip is comparable to any. Yeah, it's right. You could do some damage there. Some really good restaurants. Spoken from somebody who's so well traveled like myself. All I know are base basketball courts and softball and baseball fields around the world. That's all I know. Is that a wrap, my man? That is it. We'll uh, be back next Monday. How do they get a hold of us? As always, a speaking of sports website, speaking of sports pod.com, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff, Instagram. Uh, Chuck's phone number six oh nine eight two eight five five six nine for any of your Speaking of sports needs, the questions that you have for any guests, comments from the games, shoot it a text, yeah. and we will get back to you. I appreciate the listeners following up, and it was it was really something to hear from people. Like, Where are you? I'm like, who is this? Tom, Tom. Who's Tom? I don't know Tom, but we missed you, and, uh, and we actually ran into a fan that listens to the show. That was just wild anyway. Right? So listen, have a great Monday. God bless America, man. You're in the game. You're swinging the bat. Uh, make the most of it each day, will you, man? That's that's the lesson, all right? Look what's going on around the world. So just you know, make everything count. Make every minute, every hour. Make somebody else's day, right? We'll go to bed at night say, hey, whose day did I make better? How illuminating was I when I didn't want to be? You know, that's the gift right there, that charity, okay? Just, uh, just have a great Monday and, and a great week. And we will see you, God willing, this time next Monday. Over and out.